God's people, every single week I start off this show and I have a tagline and it goes a little something like this, balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And today we're going to do a deep dive into the logic behind balancing faith and business. So if you are a person that is serious about finding your purpose and serious about being a Christian entrepreneur or business professional, you definitely want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Matter of fact, let's talk about that. Balancing faith and business. It's a question that I get quite often. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you all on the front end of this. I'm holding back some information. It, I got a whole presentation that is somewhat centered around this topic. But, you know, I got to look, I got some speaking engagements coming up. And, you know, people have paid to receive certain information. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to withhold that just in case I have people that may be in attendance at those events. And um, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Give you all the information from the event. It's not that I'm withholding information from y'all, because today is going to be great. It's going to be dope. But I guess I'm just letting you know, it's more to it. Like, it's even more to it than this. But even though I think, like, when I think about it, it's like, it's almost like a part A and a part B, because today is kind of foundational. You know what I'm saying? And this is going to be helpful for anybody who's asking themselves the question as a Christian, like, man, how do I balance my faith in my business? It's a challenging thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, it is. It's a challenging thing. The reason people want to know how to balance faith in business is typically because you are, you know, you have faith, right? So, you know, we are believers, Christians. Most people who listen to this show is going to be a Christian or someone who either desires to be a Christian or might low-key, you know, have that desire in your heart and you don't know it yet. But maybe we planting some seeds. But nevertheless, you're a Christian, but you're also this person that has these dreams or these businesses and things that you want to do in life and be successful. And you just want to know, like, how do I juggle these two things, right? So first things first, let, let's start here. Like balancing faith in business is for someone who wants to be a different type of successful. Like <laughs> you want to be a different kind of successful. It, you don't want to be the same type of successful that you see everyone else being or doing in the world. Like you feel like, man, like, yeah, I want, I want more out of my life. I want to 
you know, have ambition and be proactive, but I don't want to compromise my faith to do it. And if we being real, it's so many opportunities to compromise your faith these days. And in some ways, it almost feels like a requirement. Like you want to get on most of your favorite TV shows, try going on those shows and giving the biblical representation on any sin. Like just breaking down what the Bible says about sin can get you kicked off of, you know, the airwaves and things like that. And so what am I saying? It can cause confusion. And here's one of the major problems I think that happens is that it ends up causing us to put our faith in our back pocket. And so we end up hiding the thing that's a, that we're supposed to be leading with. Like we end up turning off the light. And, and in some cases, maybe just dimming the light. And what we feel like is like, look, my light's still shining. I said I was a Christian in that one song. In that one chapter of my book, I did mention Christ. Yeah, but it's like, but the rest of the book <laughs> was like about a bunch of sin. And so this is a challenge for a lot of believers these days because our ambition a lot of times outshines our faith. So what I want to start off saying is if you want a different kind of result, like if you want to be a different kind of successful, and what do I mean by different? You know, in the Bible, we, we quote a lot of these scriptures, and I, I've talked about it before. You're a royal priesthood, peculiar people. You know, we throw these phrases and these terms around, but it's like, I want you to think today and ask yourself, do I really believe it? Like, do I really believe I'm peculiar? Because if you're peculiar, that means you're not like everyone else. I mean, if you're a royal priesthood, that means you're not like the world. And if you're going to have a different kind of result, if you're going to have a peculiar result, you're going to have to put forth a peculiar effort. So first things first, as we're talking about, you know, the foundation of balancing faith in business, it's going to take peculiar effort. And I think this is super important is because I talk to so many people that they want the different result. You know, it's like we want God to do something miraculous in our lives. But it's like, are you giving a miraculous effort? Like, I, I know that I can't, you know, cre create or bring forth the miracle in and of my own strength. I know that I need Christ, but God still sent Adam out there to name the animals. And I think some of us, we want that result. We, we want the ark. But, but Noah, like God gave him the plan, Noah built the ark. And so at the end of the day, what I'm saying is like, you know, what kind of different effort are you willing to put forth? Because Noah had to be willing to build. Noah had to be willing to do something different. Moses had to be willing to walk around with this staff. He had to be willing to raise a staff. That's peculiar. That's different, bro. Like David had to be willing to go out there with a slingshot against a giant. 
with, with, without the armor that the traditional soldiers would wear. Peculiar results took peculiar effort. I think sometimes we just simply look at a miracle like it doesn't cause or require any obedience from us, like it doesn't require any effort from us. And just because it's not going to be my effort and my strength alone that's going to produce something doesn't mean I don't need to put forth effort. That makes sense. In balancing faith in business, even just the whole idea of, of having faith in business is peculiar. Like when, when I named this show Inspire God's People, that's different. Like, because it's like, oh, so you're not just trying to inspire. Because let's be real, if we just open it up, take the God out of it, I can inspire people just generally. Like, okay, cool. Let's just not talk about the Bible. Let, you know, I don't want to offend nobody every now and then. You know, I meet all type of people who start listening to my show. It's like people that my wife know. And, you know, you don't really know are people Christians. Like, is this going to offend someone? Like, I don't know. But I want a different type of success. So I got to put forth a different type of effort. I can't do it the way that everyone else is doing it. That's one of our problems as believers. Man, this ain't even something that I was planning on talking about right here. But I think this is important. We got to stop copying everything. Like, stop being a Christian copycat. And I... I I know that you, you love the world so much. You, you want to be the Christian version of your favorite artist. I, I think I've said this before in a previous show. But it's like, man, God, what's the first five words of the Bible? I've talked about this before, too. Man, I haven't talked about all this stuff. In the beginning, God created. If I'm made in his image and he's a creator, then I should be able to create without having to copy off of someone else. But Christians, a lot of times, and I'm not saying everyone, but man, I get tired of seeing Christian copycats. The world got to dance. Oh, they doing a, uh, uh, do the shoulder rock. Uh, hey, do the shoulder rock. Then we come in church. Ooh, shoulder rock. Hey, do the shoulder rock. We doing it to the Christian song though. Look, and that's not a shot at nobody. I'm just saying it's whack. <laughs> like, I don't even, you know, it might not even be wrong, but it's whack. Like, it's just, it's not original. You feel me? And so we don't have to copy the world. And, and we can go forth and, and bring in faith in, in our business. And that might be what makes your business different. That might be what attracts new customers because they want something new on the market, something different. But I do understand that that's just not, I ain't trying to sugarcoat it. That comes with a lot of challenges. And it also could turn a lot of people away. But I think, you know, hey, if you present it right and you're comfortable with it, then you got to be willing to live with those results, especially if you're doing what's true to you. And I think being true to yourself is a real important part of this because like when I talk about being a Christian copycat, part of the reason I can't do that is because I'm just not necessarily like the world. And it's like, I just accepted like, I'm a different 
flavor. You feel me? Like, I'm just a little different. It doesn't mean I'm better. It doesn't mean that I'm less than. Again, that's why I have lyrics like, not better because I'm different, not different because I'm better. I'm just better different. That's how I feel about it. I'm better different. And so once you know who you are, I can't just see someone doing something and just go and try to rap like them or do the podcast that they're doing or talk like them. It's like that's weird to me because that's just genuinely not who I am. Look, and here's where, the, where integrity comes in as a Christian in business. Even if what they're doing is yielding results. And we got to find a way, and, and this is a hard thing when you talk about balancing faith in business, I don't just believe in doing something because it yields results. Like everything that works isn't good. And that, like, and I know that business, you know, it's probably a lot of people in business that would just totally disagree with that. But I think part of being a real salesperson, business person, entrepreneur, corporate business person and professional, like part of that is being true. So it's like if you are a car salesperson, you're not just trying to put a price in on the ad to get me to come there and then I'm going to pay double that, which a lot of people do. But it like the goal should be to produce a program that people actually want. So like create a promotion that's actually a good promotion. And when people come in there, they actually get the promotion that you sold them. Like I believe in that. And so I'm just not going to try to turn into a clone of every single person. I don't think we should do that as believers. I mean, I don't think we should do that, period. But especially as believers in business, it's like just because it yields results doesn't mean it's right. All right. You know what I'm going to do throughout this show? Bible example. Bible example. And I think I'm going to preach about this sometime soon. But you got like the Tower of Babel, right? And I'm not going to go there and read it. Just going to go off of memory. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to dig too deep in it because I don't want to butcher anything. But in the story of the Tower of Babel, which you basically have is people, you know, building this tower, you know, to go up to the heavens. You know, from a result standpoint, it was working. Like, they were working together. And this thing, like, they had, you know, they were on one accord. And it's like, yo, they making it happen. Like they actually building their vision. But what was the problem? This is where in the Bible it talks about how, you know, their language was scattered. And like they were scattered, like mixed up their language because it's like they was on they was on the same page. They was making it happen. And the question is, if they were on the same page, if they were on one accord, if they were in unison and had unity, and they were building this tower, then why would the Lord want to mess that up? And I, the way I would respond to that is, I'm going to ask you a question. If the vision is evil, then why would the Lord want to build the tower? Remember, we talked about Noah and the ark. And I was talking about how, like, you know, God gave Noah the plan for the ark. And common sense tells me if God made the plans, then God must have wanted to see this thing get built. Like it must have been pleasing to him. You feel what I'm saying? Because it was his vision. 
But what happens sometimes, just because we are human, like we have an evil vision. And I know a lot of times we think of evil and we think like devil, horns, pitchfork, dark, all this. No, like just in, in our hearts as human beings, that's something we got to deal with. Like it's evil in our flesh. And some of us are so self-righteous, we can't look at that. Like I know that myself, Jermaine, like I know that there's evil that I have to battle with in my flesh every day. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality of life. And so I can't just think that every idea that Jermaine has is automatically a good idea or a God idea. And just because it's working like, ooh, when I post a picture on Instagram and, ooh, flash that right there. And from that angle, like it's getting the most likes. So I got to do more of that. Those are the type of things we learn in business. And as a believer, again, if you're only following what works, you can find yourself getting to a point where, yeah, you building up, you building your business, you growing, it's working. And you get to a, a, a point in life where, where God just confuses everything. And, and you like, man, why is everything messed up? Why my relationships messed up? Like I got money. You know, why, why is this happening? Like, and it's like, because you don't realize you looking like you're allowing yourself to become self-righteous because you did build a tower and you did a good thing, but you didn't do a God thing. This kind of leads me to my next point. What you block out is just as important as what you let in. And what do I mean by that? I'm talking about information, education, philosophy, like whatever. You basically had a situation where it's so much information around us now. Like you, you know, most of y'all, you listening to this podcast right now and you probably got 50 other podcasts that you're going to listen to. Now, I don't think there's nothing wrong with listening to other podcasts. I'm not saying you should only listen to my podcast. But what I'm what I'm saying is like. You should maybe be listening to certain types of podcasts. So like you got to filter out things that don't really relate to where you're trying to go. The things that you allow in should be helping you get to your, you know, desired end result, which is a different kind of success. Like you should be listening to things that produce a different kind of success. You know, again, I talk about music sometimes, like I'm just for me personally, I'm not judging nobody else. I can't listen to any and every type of music. Like it's like if I'm focused on inspiring God's people, if I'm focused on, you know, my marriage, my family, like, I need to hear music that reinforces those things, reinforces that type of thinking, um, that type, and it's going to produce that type of behavior. And that's just me. That's why I like certain documentaries. I like movies that are based on a true story about a business that was starting. I love that. If I watch a movie like that, I get, I'll be afterwards, like ready to just like, let's go. Like, what we doing? I get inspired. Also, the things I block out, I'm sorry. I ain't, I, I don't even want to name stuff because I don't want to make it self-righteous. Like, I'm better than you because I don't watch this or that. That's not what it's about. But I'm just speaking for me personally. It's like I have to block out a lot of TV shows and music that I see other people talk about all the time. They, they're the hot topics on social media and the hot topics you know, when you had a fat family gathering or every, like, 
People love certain shows. I'm not mad at you. But but what I'm saying, if you're going to be a person that's going to learn how to balance faith and business, you might have to be good at blocking things out. Which means you're going to have to have some discipline. The problem with some of us is we can't block out something if other people say it's good. So it's like, man, I never smoke weed. But then I got around three people that said something was good. And then all of a sudden I'm smoking. And it's like, no, do you have the discipline that even when someone else says something is good, that you can say no to it? Like, do you have the discipline as a Christian entrepreneur or business professional, someone who values faith? Can you block something out? And again, I just think it's important because so much is introduced to us these days. There's so much negativity out there, um, sexual content. It's just so much. And a lot of us, we are unable to block out something if other people affirm it. Like if other people validate something, we like, oh, cool. So I could look at it, too, because such and such, he go to my church and like he watched that. So I'm gonna watch it. And this is not about me like trying to control what you watch or what you listen to. I'm telling you to control it, though. You shouldn't be out of control in your own life. You shouldn't be unable to block out some show that everybody said, oh, they said it was so good. Oh, everybody's tweeting about this award show. I got to see it. Some of us lack self-discipline. And I just believe that it takes discipline, especially spiritual discipline to be successful in Christian business. You know, this is something I talk about a lot of times, and that's embracing the necessary struggles. I'm a person that believes that struggling in some capacity is just a part of life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about like you got to go through the worst, like that I just want you to be out here messed up. No, hear me out. Calm down. Hear me out. What I'm saying, though, is like, so there are necessary struggles. So as a Christian, it's necessary for me to struggle with my flesh. What do I mean by struggle? Not give in to my flesh because that wouldn't be a struggle. I think there's something we get mixed up. When you're when you're sinning, you're not struggling. <laughs> like sin is a representation that you forfeited the fight and that you're not even like applying pressure like against your flesh. Struggling in your flesh means you're battling it. Meaning like, and the reason I say the struggle is necessary is because you're human and it's going, you're going to have temptations, you're going to have thoughts, you're going to want to sin, whether it be small sins or big sins. But when you are struggling with it, the necessary struggle is to fight sin. So many of us have accepted the world's philosophy of like, we not even fighting sin. So it's like, man, like Jay ain't even struggling not to cuss on his podcast. Like this podcast, just like the worldly podcast. No, like, no, it should be a necessary struggle. Like, man, like that's why for me, it's like, nope, I'm not talking about every little trending topic and. Like, even sometimes when I know, like, ooh, if I talk about this, it's probably going to, you know, the, the listens might double this month. But nope, it's like, mm, I got to struggle with my flesh in that sense. I believe in a necessary struggle, y'all. 
Think about the Bible. What did I call it earlier? The Bible example. Is that what I call it? That feel like that ain't what I said. Anyway, Paul talks about it. You know, he says, when I would to do good, evil is always present with me. And he talks about like this fact that. Like, I want to be my best. I want to live for God. But it's like evil is always present. He talks about a thorn. Right. And we don't like to deal with this type of stuff as believers because I believe we don't want to admit that we have evil present sometimes in our lives and that we have thorns and things that we battle through because we're afraid that people might see our imperfections. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm not hear me clearly, please. I'm not encouraging you to accept your sins in the sense that you give in to them and commit them. I'm asking you to accept the fact that you do desire to sin and that within that desire, you have to fight. And so, so many of us are trying to put on a front like we never want to sin. And so what happens is we create this fake aura and now people are not, they're not drawn to our true faith. They're drawn to the image of our faith. And it's not a real person. It's not like, some of us can't even live up to the characters that we create and that we portray. Like you can never live up to it because it's not real. Real people struggle. So part of the necessary struggle with balance and faith in business is sometimes in your flesh, you're going to want to give in to worldly ways of promoting or advertising a business. You might want to, like you're a Christian artist, you might want to show a little bit of your body because you're like, ooh, showing body works. Like if I put on a certain outfit in the video, that's what they do in the world is going to work. But let's not build that tower of Babel. Let's struggle. I'm not judging the fact that you thought about saved you, good old you, like sanctified you, go to church every Sunday, you. I'm not even mad at you that you know in your heart of hearts you wanted to show a little bit of body. Like that's what I'm talking about. But the necessary struggle is to fight that urge. And so many times what I see today as Christians in business and entrepreneurs, we're actually embracing our sinful nature. And we're putting that at the forefront and we're leading with our sin. Again, I'm not judging anyone who sins or have the desire to sin. But what I am saying is that as a believer, you're going to have to fight that. Like, I got to fight that as a believer. Like, this is to me, to you, to whoever, this is, I'm no different than you. I have the same struggles. And I got to fight that. I can't just wild out. And I think the the struggle for some of us is we don't want to be told not to wild out. Like, we don't want nobody to tell us not to sin. We just want to do it. But the problem with that is that's not pleasing to God you might end up like those people that were building the Tower of Babel and you don't want God to start confusing areas of your life. You don't want God to start mixing up things where you can't put the puzzle together and you feel like some of us walk around life and we like, I just can't get it together. Like it just, uh, every time mm, it's just not working. And the thing is like, what are you building? And that's a question you really got to deal with. You really need to answer that. What am I building? Every decision is a brick. For this show, every episode is a brick. 
like brick by brick, what am I building? What are you building? In Psalms, it talks about unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Like if God ain't building it, you wasting your time. It means nothing. And I, I don't know about you. I, I want inspire God's people to mean something. I don't want to do all this work. Like, can I be real with y'all? I'm just being real. This week, for the first time, it was not about to be an Inspire Guys People episode. I'm recording this at the very last minute. You don't get it. Very last minute episode. It was not about to happen. I'm tired. I'm busy. I got a plane to catch. Like, it's, mm, I, I was like, nope. I had made up in my mind, like, no, it ain't happening today, bro. Like, you just going to have to go ahead and, and suck it up and, and chalk that up as an L. It's, it's not going down. And I had to fight it. Like, I had, I literally fought this, like, I'm, I, and I'm just being real. I'm tired, like, because it's like I, sometimes I don't have weekends. And, and I want to say this, like, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, I think it's very important to get rest. So, like, I go to sleep very early a lot of times. I'm asleep by 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Like, I'm, I'm in bed most of the time. What happens is every now and then, the way my schedule lines up is that there are so many things lining up every day in a row. So it's like, whether it's travel, whether it's, oh, you got to speak here, or you got a family event over here. Oh, another family event with the other side of your family over here. Oh, the other side of your family needs you to do this. And so those are all, and I'm not complaining about none of that, by the way. I'm just explaining it. And so every now and then what happens is my personal, my professional, my entrepreneurial life all run into each other. And a lot of times I'm telling people I'm busy and they probably like, yeah, you busy. It's like, no, bro, you don't get it. Like, I ain't have a Saturday. I didn't have a, a sleep in day or whatever. And so I'm kind of on one of those weeks or the second week of one of those. So it's like I got these two weeks that's running into each other kind of with no break. And it's about to be even more busy <laughs> once I get on this plane and, you know, travel where I got to go for, for a while. And so what's my point? It's like I had to tap into what I was building and why I was doing this show for me to even get the energy to want to come and record it. And so when I ask, what are you building? It's because you need to be able to answer that question. And when you're balancing faith and business, this is an important aspect. The faith needs to be the foundation. So, and this is the last point I want to make about this. This is really the number one. Like if, if I was ranking these, this is the most important. Although I'm saying it last faith needs to be the foundation. So when people ask me, how do you balance faith in business? How do I do it? Like step number one is have a foundation of faith. And I, I can remember me and my wife, we, our first house, we built our first house, you know, and we, you know, we used to have this house and we built it. And like when we used to go over there every day during the building process, it was like literally every day on the way home from work, you drive down this street like, uh, you, 
you know, I, we would go out of our way to go buy the new place. And I remember just watching it over the course of like nine months as it was being built. But in that beginning, it was like it was nothing but a hole. They dug a hole in the ground. And I remember being excited when they dug a hole in the ground. And when I think about that right now, it's like, why was I excited and there was nothing there yet? It was because, number one, I was excited because something happened. Like, something happened. And what am I saying? Like, I had I had gone through the whole, yo, we spent a couple years, like, get our life together, get our credit right, save some money, like, do all this stuff. And it was like I had finally got to the point where it went from just choosing your lot to, like, seeing something happen. Because we were driving by there when it was just grass, by the way. When it was just a lot before they dug a hole. We were still driving by there every day. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like when you really want something in life, like you say you want this business, you say you want this venture, whatever you're doing, like you want to do this. This is a part of your faith and your business. You you say it's a part of your purpose. You said you want to do that, but then you you casually do it. You don't visit it every day. You like once or twice a month, oh yeah, I'm a all right, I'm going to go mess with that. Like, no, no. When, when you want something, keep it, listen to what I'm saying. And I'm not like, I ain't even plan on talking about this. Please believe me. But as I'm saying it, it's coming clear to me. Like, why were we excited to drive by there when it was just grass? It's because we knew something was going to happen. We had faith. We had saw the blueprint. Like, we knew what the plan was. Do you know the plan, people? Like, because we had seen the blueprint. We picked the house. Like, we picked the colors. We picked the cat. Like, we knew what was supposed to happen. And because we took those steps, we drove by there every day when it was just grass. Because we were in anticipation of something happening. When you actually get your life together and you decide you want to change, then you start anticipating. Remember, we talking about a different kind of success. When you make up your mind that I'm going to be different, I'm going to give a peculiar effort, like you start expecting something different. And when you expecting something different, part of faith is I don't see nothing happening yet, but I got to drive by the house again because I'm still expecting something to happen. Like in the Bible, what, what is it? What is like, uh, what does Jeremiah say? It's in Jeremiah. Like he, he knew you. Before you were in your mother's womb. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it talk about in Jeremiah, like, I know the plans I have for you. You get what I'm saying? Now, now that, in that particular scripture where, where he's talking about, I, I know the, the plans that I have for you. I'm not trying to make that relate to a house. You get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to twist up the scripture. I want to be, be, I want to be clear with that. I can talk. But when I, I'm talking now about the nature of God, when I when I point to that scripture, I'm pointing to God's nature that he can know something before it happens. And so what am I saying? God has plans for our lives. Your plans might not look like my plan. Everybody on the house didn't have I mean, everybody on the block wasn't building the same house I was building. Right. They had a different plan, but they had a plan. And so what am I saying is that when you get in God's word and you start understanding his plan for your life, 
That's the blueprint. That, like, when you start understanding God's plan for your life, it's like, ooh, whoa. Then you start having an expectation because you done messed around and took a, took a peek at the plan. And some of us never look at the plan. But we, but we say we Christians in business. We say we are Christian professional. But it's like, like what, what, what are you building it on? Just, are you building a tower of Babel or are you building the ark? It's a major difference. And so what am I saying? Like, when you, when you know you're building something for God and you've seen his plan, faith is driving by there even though it's still grass. And then the next level of faith is like, ooh, they dug a hole. And I got excited, even though it's not the ark yet, even though it's not what I'm expecting yet, I'm excited because something happened. And so many times in our lives now, we become ungrateful and we're not, we don't know how to appreciate God for digging the hole and starting the process, right? The Bible talks about do not despise your humble beginnings, right? And so we despise our humble beginnings because a hole is not enough for us. I want my house built. I want the house they got over there. We looking at the left. We looking at the right. We looking at everything that everyone else is doing. And so we can't get excited about our process. And then after it was a hole in the ground, then I remember going by and driving by one day and I'm like, ooh, that's the basement. Like they didn't put concrete and like, oh, it's the foundation. Like the foundation is there. And I remember like, um, actually Lavelle went with me that day. I, I got a, a little video. Lavelle went with me and we got out the car and it was real dark because there's nothing else there yet. It's no, you know, the street, there's no light poles, the electricity, it's nothing. But we got out and I remember he asked me, how do I feel? And we were looking at the foundation of my house. And the crazy thing about it is like, why was I so excited? Why did I take my friend over there to see a foundation, a hole in the ground filled with concrete? It was because like it was a representation of what's coming. Now, everything else that became that particular house, when we lived there, it all started with that foundation. And what I'm telling you is that your business has to be founded on Christ and the Bible. And so just the same way of getting excited about a hole in the ground, you get excited when you read a scripture and, and you talk and, and you see that you're made in the image of God. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. We get excited when we read a scripture, when it, when it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Like, and what starts happening is like each scripture, each chapter, each book, each story becomes a brick. And like it, it's like everything that you're building is with that word. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says he's the cornerstone. He's the foundation. So all the other stories, everything else is just like and then like when you start following God and go through the process, like it doesn't happen overnight. It go from just grass to like, oh, I picked my lot. I decided I wanted to be a, a, a Christian. I decided I wanted to repent of my sins and accept Jesus Christ in my life. And then I start looking at the, the blueprint and the plans. That's his Bible. And you start looking through it and you start learning it. And then something happens. A hole is in the ground. Like, no, I'm not who I'm going to be yet. I'm not the successful believer that I'm going to be. But like, ooh, I stopped smoking. Ooh, I done messed around and don't want to drink no more. Ooh, I done, ooh, my goodness. I done messed around and like, now I got a different 
appetite for music or entertainment. And, and that's the hole in the ground. You're not perfect. You, you, you haven't arrived yet, but you excited because it's a hole in the ground. And then you mess around and get a foundation in Christ. Now, you got a lot to be excited about. Keep in mind, still no house there. Like, you, you're not finished yet. But you're excited because you know what God can do. What I'm trying to say is when Christ becomes the foundation of our business, everything that we do is built on the fact that he is God. And so we no longer put our Christianity in our back pocket just for some success. We no longer take Jesus out of our music just because they said you can't say it on the radio or wherever at. No, we lead with the foundation. Look, I can't take away the foundation and still have a house. And some of us are trying to build a house without a foundation. The Bible talks about that as well, right? It talks about the wind coming and just blowing it away. Your house is built on sand. It can't last. It looks good for a while until, until the storm comes, until it rains. And that's what some of us are doing. We're building temporary businesses that look good. They're the Tower of Babel until God comes and confuses it because it doesn't please him. Look. I'm going to be real with y'all, man. Like I told you, um, today almost didn't happen because I'm tired and I'm busy and I got a lot going on. But I just, you know, wanted to come in the studio and like, look, like, Lord, just something. Like, hopefully I say something to bless these people. So I hope that I said something today that blessed you. And I definitely appreciate you listening. And this show is a journey. This show is a process for me. I'm continually trying to grow. I'm actually thinking about hiring an intern this summer. And I say the word hire loosely. I don't know what that looked like yet. But I'm thinking about getting like a videographer and photography intern. Because, uh, yeah, I got a lot that I need to do still in building this content. And I need to do it with someone who wants to build probably be somebody young because I don't know people who are more established, you know, um, their, their mind is only on the business, which I'm not even mad at because I'm about my business too, you know? So I don't like in no means, um, take shots at people who are about business, but I believe as believers, we got to use discernment. So that's something I'm thinking through. So if you want to pray for me, I don't know if I ever asked y'all to pray for me, but if you want to pray for me, that's something I could use some prayer on is I try to decide, like, how do I want to approach, like, trying to, you know, build with someone in that area and, like, really kind of take what I'm doing to the next level. And, again, things take effort. Like, I want something different, so it's going to take a different type of effort. But it's going to take a certain type of person, too. So we'll see what happened with that. You can pray for me in that. And uh, as I just continue to try to build this show and continue to try to connect with the right people, and keep my mind on the right thing, you know, and hopefully please the Lord. And I pray the same thing for you as you're out here listening every week. I appreciate the people who share the show, who go on Apple Podcasts and all these sites and you give ratings. And I appreciate that. And that goes a long way. And you share it on Instagram. And I have so many people that share it in their stories on Instagram. And I know some of y'all, some of y'all I don't really know, but I appreciate you. You share it on Facebook. You share it through text with your friends and family. Man, keep sharing this show because my goal with it is for it to be something real. 
Like, I don't just produce this show just to do it. It's like, I really hope and pray that today's show, um, that you got something out of what I said today. And that it's something that you could grab a hold of and actually build upon. So, look, I'm excited. I'm going to be speaking at this conference, the Shift Conference by Chase Great Enterprises. It's uh, May 15th and 16th. I'm going to be posting about it on my social media. Taking place in Utica, Michigan. It's going to be a nice professional setting. I believe the first day we are having a dinner at Black Rock and all type of stuff. And the next day is the conference. Look, it's going to be crazy. Just visit ChaseGreatShift.com. Again, ChaseGreatShift.com. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. Inspire God's People. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.